Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Sea Devils number 31. Cover date September-October 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artist Howard Purcell and Jack Adler. Edited by George Cashton. Featuring The Day the Seas Went Wild. Written by France Heron. Art by Howard Purcell and Sheldon Maldolf. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Wonder what you gonna do when the morning light comes shining through. You thought about it all last night until darkness turned into light. While diving in the ocean, the sea devils suddenly discover the water's surface has become solid. Biff is still on board the boat and tries to reach the others with an axe. Suddenly, a water spout drives the sea devils to the surface, and Biff is lost. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. And now, another installment of... Strange But True! In 1866, an American woman, Molly Fancher, suddenly fell into a deep trance-like sleep. When her physician, Dr. Samuel Fleet Spear, first examined her, he thought she was dead, as her breathing was barely distinguishable and her pulse practically stopped. She cannot last long in any case, the doctor said. But the physician was wrong, for in this condition she lived for nine years, and during this entire period she consumed less food than a normal person would eat in 48 hours. Then, without warning, she awoke perfectly sound, but the most amazing part of Molly Fancher's experience was yet to come. Almost at once, Miss Fancher discovered she possessed fantastic supernatural powers. When asked to describe what people 100 miles away were wearing, she did so with breathtaking accuracy. When a book was placed under the sheets of her bed, not only identified it by the title, but actually read portions of it. One morning, Dr. Spear brought her a letter he had just received, and while he held it, unopened in his hands, she correctly wrote out its contents word for word. Before long, Molly Fancher's fame spread throughout the land. Some of the distinguished scientists who examined her and investigated her amazing powers were Dr. Parkhurst, eminent astronomer, Dr. Robert Morriston, and Dr. Willard Parker. Every known test was applied to uncover a potential hoax, but the scientists could find no hocus-pocus, and all confessed complete mystification. Miss Fancher died in February 1916, still one of the strangest mysteries in the annals of medicine. And this has been... Strange But True! Did somebody seriously just start mowing the minute we sat down at this table to record? Yes, yes, and and it's the neighbor across the street. Oh, the previous HOA president. Yes, I know the window's closed, but Mm -hmm. I know it. Can sense when they're well, he's got. Didn't he make a beeline over here one day when you were using a power tool? Yes. So anyway, yes, he's mowing, and he doesn't usually mow, so he must have had some things to do this weekend. <laughs> Men, am I right? I mean, he doesn't usually mow on Sundays. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, it's just been a regular mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom around here this oh, week. Oh, hasn't it, though? Well, yes, okay, so thanks a, to you. Yes, a couple days ago. Get this, listener. I was sitting in the dining room having coffee, just looking at the birds in the feeder, and a hawk flew down and was definitely stalking something in the crepe myrtle, like hopping all around it, poking his head in. And so I opened up the door and I said, get out of here, hawk. And it flew away. Did you speak in bird language like Hawkman and Hawk? I did not. I knew that. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> I knew that my yelling and big movements would get it out of the way. So, I thought I would find a bunny in the crepe myrtle. Turns out, turned out there was a sparrow, and it was exhausted. I bet. And I mean, it couldn't even like. I picked it up, and it just sat there in my hand. And I thought, oh my gosh, is it injured? It was just so, so it tried to fly, tried to fly, and then just plopped down. So I brought it, you know, I got a storage container, and I put a couple towels in it, and I put some bird seed in it, because, uh, you know, there, there's a feeder out there. And uh, water, and covered it with a towel just to keep it nice and dark, you know, and and um, I thought, well, let's, let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, you t- sent me a text, and you said, I think it's time to set this thing free later on in the afternoon. Yes. It was the morning, so it you know, had some time to rest and recover, and it ate and did its business and was ready to go because it was flying all around inside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came home, and we released it. And there you go. Released it back to live another day. What a time to be alive. Yes. And especially if you're a sparrow. And then uh, we did the lawn today. Yes. And I came inside after having mowed the back, and it was just so hot. It was terrible. And someone had bathed the dogs. Guilty. Wow. Well, they smelled so bad. They did smell a little doggy. Yeah. And then we went and got some shave ice. That was great. Uh, Mac was shave ice, the finest shave ice in the eastern panhandle of well, West Virginia. And wasn't I happy? I was completely surprised. You I said, surprised him. You said, we'll just be ready to go at this time. So I said, okay. And I love surprises. So I didn't even yes. ask anything about it. So we just got in the car and he took me to this shaved ice place. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a trailer. Yeah. Like a, you food know, truck, little, you food know. truck thing. Um, and it's a family that runs it. And they actually, you know, if you follow them on Facebook, they go to different places around the, uh, the, the, the region yes yeah so I, I was absolutely not disappointed i had some sort of delicious thing flavored syrup with um whipped cream and toasted coconut on top it was to die for it was so good i just got the regular you know three colors like kakigori at epcot center in japan pavilion when we were very very busy this weekend we had uh, most of our day was taken up with errands yesterday but we did have a little fun uh, diversion didn't we we went to a um Little Indian restaurant, Indian restaurant down in Virginia. Yes, exactly. Um, and I didn't recognize anything on the menu, right, at all. And so I said to the to the gentleman behind the counter, "What do you recommend?" And he said, "What do you want?" So uh, I had these things called mm, I can't even think of what they are. So the K, and it's not it wasn't kibbles, but it was like no. something like that. Like K- it was fried dough. Is it was what fried it was, dough, and it was delicious. served with this incredible uh, dipping sauces, peanut dipping sauce and this wonderful ginger sauce and you had basically a shame bowl shame bowl of rice and chicken and curry you know which was extraordinarily Mm -hmm. delicious it was fresh and wonderful i had lots of fresh vegetables and it was just great so i should also uh give a shout out to billy delicious who had us on his show the brave and the bob the second episode of which dropped this week um he does a great show and he has all kinds of different sub shows over there so you can find that on the magazines and monsters podcast feed 
The Brave and the Bob, episode two, with us and Billy Delicious. Cool. And uh, here we are with Sea Devils, number 31. Number 31. Can they be stopped because they're fighting an innocent foe, I read here on the cover. Even though it's clearly a giant undersea monster with stripedy... Wasp horns. Yes. (laughs) Um, Beautiful painted cover Mm -hmm. by uh, Howard Purcell and... Jack Adler. Jack Adler was DC's director of production during this time and responsible for these painted covers, which were primarily on Sea Devils. Oh, okay. Occasionally we'd have one on Challengers of the <clears throat> Unknown, something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, apparently he would do these painted covers on titles that were aimed at an older audience. Oh. Which I would not have suspected that this was one of. Not with the story, no. But uh, Jack Adler also was Howard Stern's cousin. Really? The Howard Stern. Mm. Um, Shock jock. Yes. He's going to run for president someday. Sea Devils number 31, September, October 1966. Sailor and landlubber alike. Beware of this one. It's illogical, impossible, completely insane. A whale in Main Street. Flying fishes at the airport. And that's only part of all the craziness, all the sinister weirdness that'll chill and thrill you as you swim along with the sea devils during the day the seas went wild. Wild, wild. Written by France Heron. Interior art by Howard Purcell and Sheldon Moldoff. I told a lie last week, unintentionally. And that lie was? I said that France Heron was the creator of Congo Bill, and that is not true. Okay. I was confusing things because France Heron also was writing Tomahawk, mm-hmm. re- drawn by Fred Ray, and mm-hmm. Fred Ray was the original artist mm-hmm. and occasional writer of Congo Bill. It's important to be able to admit when you're wrong. I'll say. Mm-hmm. I'm not above it. Um, I also was ready to go into this episode really putting down the story because it's reads like somebody dropped acid right before they started writing. Oh, it's a stupid story, but the artwork's great. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You weren't ready for me to pronounce that. No. um, Nor am I ready to agree with it at this point. But uh, this was on the stands in July of 1966. France Heron, the writer, dies in September 1966. So I'm willing to speculate that he might have not been in his right mind when he wrote this story. <laughs> you know, if we ever buy another lawnmower, we're going to have to buy a zero turn. Why is that? Our neighbor is cutting his lawn at twice the speed that I do. Well, frankly, he drives too fast when he's cutting his grass. <laughs> it's frightening. It, I mean, he's just zooming around. It's like, a, like, like you would a go-kart. It's uh-huh. incredible. Of course, they're loud as small jet planes. Yes, and yeah. he just drives it all over the neighborhood, too. He comes and visits neighbors <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> okay, so, so I don't... Uh, the splash page image of them up trying to do something with this whale. There's a whale flopping down the main street of town. And I know what part of the story this is related to. I know where the splash page is coming from. But... Uh-huh. Um, <sighs> They do say in the, in later in the, in the story that they are 
riding a whale. And they're not riding this whale. They're they're well, they're on top of it and they're poking it with sticks. Yeah, but they also mentioned later on in the story that it's swimming down Main Street. It's not swimming. There is no water. Yeah, I had a question about that. Is it was it like floating like in the Avengers movie, when that giant thing comes flying down the middle of town, I I don't think so. I mean, unless it's a supernatural whale. Well, there's so many bizarre things that happen in this story. Yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Sure. By the way, in Jurassic World. Oh, shut up! Can we just not talk about it? Go ahead. There's that one scene when there two dinosaurs are battling in the town square in Malta or wherever the hell they are. Wait, in the end, the last scene. No, the middle. Okay. And there's a guy riding his Segway through the town square uh-huh. very slowly. Uh-huh. And a dinosaur, of course, picks him up and eats him. The dinosaurs didn't just teleport there. This man made a conscious decision to ride his very slow Segway yeah. into the town square where two giant dinosaurs were already fighting. And he seemed surprised that he was going to be eaten by a dinosaur. Like, startled. Uh, yeah? What's your point? I, even if he had noise-canceling headphones on, <laughs> he still could have seen the dinosaurs fighting, and he chose to ride into the midst of the dinosaur battle. Well, in the poetry of life, he seems like just the kind of person that deserves... <laughs> To be eaten by a dinosaur. It just reminded me that here's a whale coming down Main Street, and people surely could have seen this whale coming a long way off. Here's the thing, okay? Let's yeah. look at let's just look at this for a uh-huh. second. We know that what's going to happen. We know that later on a giant column of water is going to deposit a lot of marine animals on to a, the city streets. Yeah. Right? Yep. This whale would not be in that pose doing this in a menacing, like, attacking way without any water around because it can't support its own body on dry land. It can't move around like that outside of water. It needs the buoyancy of of, of ocean water to allow it to move around, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So let's just assume that this thing has just this second landed on the city street. Right. Why are the people still standing there? Because there would have been an accompanying wave that would have made it impossible for these people to actually be where they are right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see if that's actually borne out in the text. Shall we? I'm sure that my argument has just absolutely riveted the listener. I don't know. I'm, I honestly uh, can't even remember <laughs> Okay. most of what happens in this story. And I just read it. How often have men described the sea's many faces? I don't know, Rob. How many? It's unpredictable, changing moods. On some days, nice and pleasant. On others, blustery and quarrelsome. Well, you know what they say. Red at night, sailors delight. Red at morning, sailors take warning. Sometimes lightning, thunder howling winds, and big, big waves slam against rocky shores like the fists of Colossus. Now... Dive with the sea devils into strange waters never before described. Never before described. Never? Really? Never. 
Never in the literature of, of man had these floors, had these strange waters ever been described like this. Never before seen. Mmm. And encounter Earth's wildest, maddest oceans. Well, I think they're talking about undersea, which mm. you could make an argument that it's never been never before described in the 60s. Hmm. You know, we haven't, we've only explored less than 10% of the Earth's undersea area. You're making that statistic up. I am, but it's something like that. It is something very low. <sighs> Not completely useless out of the water, the famed sea devils can find as many reasons as a fish for being in it, such as now on a busman's holiday. Do you know what a busman's dip- holiday is? Yes, I do. <gasps> I looked it up, didn't I? I did one little preparation for this episode. Oh, I literally just said, yes, I do, because I was going to pause the tape and look it up. So oh, you've done all the work I for me. I love that you say pause the tape. Go ahead. <laughs> what is a busman's holiday? Well, a busman's holiday is not actually a length of time. It's when someone does, uh, like someone takes a holiday and engages in activities that are very similar to what they do for a living. So oh. it comes from the 1800s, the late 1800s. Um, I think I thought that was kind of dubious because that couldn't have made that didn't make sense. So no, I don't I don't think I'm right on the time. Anyway, what it refers to is if a man who drives a bus because it couldn't be the 1800s, obviously, a man who drives a bus takes a vacation via bus, he's taking a holiday, a busman's holiday. Wow. Yes. So they are diving while they're on holiday, and therefore they're taking a busman's holiday. Well, you know, when Judy Garland is old and gray and settled down, uh-huh. if she ever gets a chance to get away from town, then she'll spend her, her busman's holiday on the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe. It's a vacation or a day off from work spent in an activity closely resembling one's work as a bus driver taking a long drive. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Biff and the gang are doing some recreational diving off their ship. Yeah. Um, Biff is the last one in. And just as he jumps, he breaks his tailbone because the ocean turns hard as diamond. By the way, I just went back to a page earlier that I was looking at. Uh Uh-huh. First recorded, Busman's Holiday was first recorded in the UK in 1893. Wow. Go figure. Fascinating. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so Biff lands on the hardened surface of the ocean. The rest of the sea bell- devils are trapped underneath, as if under glass. What a strange thing. Did you ever see a 1970s horror movie starring Sam Elliott called The Legacy? Well, it takes place in a mansion in England, and somebody goes swimming in the indoor, indoor pool, mm-hmm. and the surface of the water turns to glass, and they can't. They're trapped. They drowned. That's horrible. Yeah, there's all kinds of horrible things happen in that movie. Like someone chokes on a chicken bone and another character tries to give him a tracheotomy, but they just like slit their throat open from top to bottom, which is not actually how you do a tracheotomy. No, no. It's a fantastic movie, though. Sam Elliott's got a great shower scene. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We watched it at band camp when I was a freshman. Oh, I bet you were really excited by that well yes except that there's a scene where sam elliott's walking to the shower nude but uh-huh. you see his back end uh-huh. and the uh band director miss tolliver put her hand up over the lens oh. of the projector so you couldn't see his butt <laughs> oh so uh biff's trapped on top of the surface the other sea devils are trapped underneath he gets a pickaxe 
to try to chop through the surface, and what do you think happens? Nothing. It breaks. The pickaxe breaks. Yeah. Handle breaks. Well, okay, yes, it breaks the handle. Uh, the, the other sea devils can swim around down there, and also apparently they can talk. Yeah, they, they can talk underwater. Yeah, they're not. It looks like what is that noise now? It's a motorcycle. Well, now who's got a motorcycle? I didn't sign off on that. God. Yeah, it looks like they're just wearing like snorkel masks, not actually. Well, they got tanks, yes, but they don't have special like. Yes, they're snorkel or they're they're, they're diving masks. Yeah. That's so weird because their mouths are below the mask. Right. How are they? Do they have the ability to scream at each other in water and understand each other? Well, I mean, the assumption would be that they have radio packs or something, but that's not drawn that way. No, it is not. They should have full face masks to do that. Of course, everyone knows that sound travels better underwater than in air, but still. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have telepathy. Wait, you said what? Sound travels much more effectively underwater than it does in the air. That's true. That is a true science fact. Okay, I have to look that up. Okay. What'd you find out? Well, I have learned something new today. Sound travels faster and longer distances in water than it does in air. Mm-hmm. That's how whales communicate over vast distances around the globe. I knew that whales could communicate and that, that you could obviously hear sound underwater, but I just didn't understand that it actually travels faster and longer. Guess, guess where I learned that? Uh, comic books. Uh-huh, correct. Mm -hmm. Well... Good news, Rob. What? The sea devils are now freed from their glass prison. The bad news is that the entire ocean has been thrust up into the sky in a one single giant column. And uh, I like the artwork here on this page. Which page are you on? Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very uh, active, very dynamic. Very dynamic. All over the world, though... Stunned populations are asking, or soon will be asking, have the seas gone completely insane? Seas are not sentient. Uh, a watery next, next, a watery mountain towers skyward, dwarfing a nearby city of skyscrapers, and already it's relayed over worldwide TV. Yeah, so it's just literally like a giant pillar of water thrust up into the air. It appears to be stationary. It's not moving like a tsunami. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh the sea devils are able to join hands. I should say sea devils minus Biff because right. he was left back on the surface. Um, I guess they're swimming up to the top or climbing. It wasn't very clear if this was uh, a solid structure. Well, yeah, or still they said water. it's like climbing a mountain, but they're swimming up the mountain. So up at the top, it's like a plateau, I guess we could say, because up at the top are ships that were trapped up there on the top. Actually, the land equivalent to this would be a butte. Oh, very good. A giant flat, a giant column uh -huh. with a flat top. Yep. At, rising out of no, out of seemingly out of nowhere. That's actually what I meant. I don't yeah. know why I said plateau. That's that's fine. It's absolutely fine. Well, well, actually, you can. I mean, if the if the butte is large enough, you can look at it and call it a plateau at the top. Right. Yeah. Well, this is pretty large because there's two giant tankers up there that we can see. Mm -hmm. The U.S. Navy's got a copter up there to rescue the crews because they're afraid, of course, that the pillar is going to suddenly collapse. Well, because it's suddenly formed. Yes. Yeah. The sea devils are up there. They're going to stay up there uh, in case others 
need help. Mm-hmm. Just then, as predicted, without warning, the watery heights suddenly collapse, along with the sea devils and a whale. Oh no, that's well, a shark. Well, that's a shark. Now he said, um, he says here, first time I ever passed a shark in midair. And um, of course, if I had, when I was reading this and I was sort of saying, okay, well, this is an interesting little scientific experiment we have going on here with this column of water and whatnot mm-hmm. and the glass and the, you know, that forms on the top of the surface of the ocean. I said, wait, no, I'm calling bullshit on this. He can't fall faster than the shark. Everything falls at the same speed. Right. Unless there are, uh, the structure of the thing creates wind resistance. Right. And I, I'm, I'm going to say that he is probably as aerodynamic as the inverted shark falling toward the earth. So he's not, he shouldn't be passing the shark in midair. Well, everything is going to plummet back down into the ocean, which means every living thing that we see on the top of page seven is going to die instantly because yeah, you can't... they're falling great heights yeah yeah they were up uh i'm assuming the city is new york city of the 1960s because mm. i see the empire state building and mm-hmm. the un building mm-hmm. and they are towering above those buildings so, so yeah they're falling at a height i mean how do they how do how do the the sea devils survive they don't from that height? Yeah. they don't yeah. uh, everything's dead we'll see you next week Right. Well, that was the death of the sea devils. Um, you can find us on social media. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's where we go crazy. Oh, right. This is insane. A school of fish glowing like fireflies flying over the airport. Sweeping in a virtual cloud over the airport. And they're all flapping their fish wings yes like your mother's mouth <laughs> in the drawing in the kitchen yes um there's no explanation for how the sea devils went from plummeting into the ocean to now riding a whale down main street this is the the image that we see on the splash page i don't understand they say we are you know yeah you have uh two panels ago everything plummeting back into the ocean and now this panel with <laughs> The whale, it looks like it's flying down the street. It does look like it. It's, it's kicking a, a, a car out of, out of the way. I mean, I've And look seen, at this. It hits this man. Thud. It knocks his hat off. I, I've not seen a beached whale with my eyes. Right. I've seen it on you know film and such. Mm-hmm. I, they cannot move around like this. They, can't, they, are not in, they are not capable of kicking cars and attacking people. That's why I think it's flying. It's a flying whale. A flying whale. Why not? Why not? Sure. Okay. Um, now it can't fly very well because it requires a giant crane and Derek to capture it and to get it back to the ocean. Poor thing, it looks so uncomfortable, doesn't I it? I know. Yeah, I think they would have used some sort of um, hammock. Uh huh. Not like not that. just ropes. Yeah, because I think that would probably kill it. This is like a Blackhawks. I'm surprised the Blackhawks didn't show up to with their copter with their copter and a net <laughs> hanging off the ladder. Come on, whale! <laughs> Dunder. Extend their hand. Um, suddenly, here comes a scientist racing into the street to find the sea devils. Listen, sea devils! Everybody at the science hall is flipping out. <laughs> uh, now, Dane doesn't know what's going on. He's never heard of the oceans acting up like this, and he's an ocean specialist. That would be an oceanographer or an ocean scientist, a marine uh, scientist. Dane, I don't know what his scientific speciality is mm, okay. uh we could say oceanography okay. oceanography is the only class i ever got a d in you got a d in oceanography yeah a d in high school 
College. You got a D in college? Yes. This is before you met me. Oh, certainly, yes. Yeah. This is my first go-around. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so boring. And it was all about, you know, wads of fish poop that you find on the floor of the ocean and classifying them. They all had different kinds of names and all kinds of minerals. You had to memorize names of minerals and colors. And, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What nobody is yet aware of is that a strange mass is taking shape at the sea's bottom. It's really a giant cotton ball, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, just a writhing mass, and that's about all anybody could say about it. So this is the point where I thought, of course, we you know we haven't mentioned much about Biff is missing, right? Right. I thought this writhing mass was going to be a the Biff farted Biff Biffed. The, the, <laughs> no, that Biff was actually inside of an air bubble. Okay. Um, or, 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 you know, a, a, a space that um, that was somehow magically keeping him there. And that's why he was missing. He was there um, in, in, and he could breathe. Right. Okay. But no. So where is Biff? We'll find out in part two. Right after this. Public Service Announcement Theater presents Get Hip to Old Folks. Hey, Bert, here comes old man Green. I wonder what he does with himself all day. Ah, who cares? Just think how much fun we're going to have when we get to camp next week. Next week? Boys, this is Mr. Green, your nature counselor. He's retired now, but he enjoys doing this during the summer. Oh, it's old man Green. Can you beat that? And all I thought he was was good for a rocking chair. Days later. Say, what kind of bird is that, Mr. Green? A Canada goose and a brood of young. Usually, they can be quite trusting and tame. But watch out for the one in the rear. That's the male of the family on guard. He won't hesitate to attack anything that threatens his family. And those wings can shatter an enemy's bones. On another nature trip. Wow, you've walked the feet off us, Mr. Green. I'm all tired out. But look at this rock I found. Oh, yes, it's garnet. There are many varieties of it. Some are made into jewelry, and some are used for sandpaper. One way to identify garnet is to scrape its surface with the edge of a piece of broken china dish, like this piece I carry around. See? It leaves a white streak. Gosh, Mr. Green, you've taught us so much. And to think, all this time you live right in our neighborhood. Well, boys, I'm just trying to show you some of what it's taken me a lifetime to learn. Many older people have a lot to offer your generation, if you're willing to take advantage of it. Presented as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, Coordinating Organization for National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the USA. double mowing his lawn oh you're kidding well i i don't know i mean he's just doing it so fast and he's just going back and forth and back and forth it's i don't maybe i'm just not able to keep up with it maybe he's just, just showing off like he doesn't even need to mow his grass yeah he might have looked up here at me in the window and, and tipped his hat to me like when i uh would need some spending money 
when I was a teen. Yes. And I would go to my grandmother's house and tell her her lawn needed mowed. <laughs> she had plenty of money, believe she me. She was rich as croesus. Uh, what's happening to the Earth's oceans, though, Rob? Does some incredible evil threat lurk down there? It's just insane what's going on with the oceans. Who dares? Up is down. Down is up. Hot is cold. It's horrible. The icy oceans of the Arctic are boiling. Mm -hmm. That sounds bad. Mm -hmm. Or just normal for the present day. And the equatorial regions, tropic seas are frozen stiff. Everything is topsy-turvy, crazy, batty. We've got to find the answer. And we've got to find Biff. Down to the deep sick dive three craft <laughs> down to find a secret that rocks a planet and down there they are stunned this is uh dane biff and judy mm -hmm. they are stunned at the sight of a writhing mass that now commences to take a definite shape Nikki. J judy nikki and what did i say you said biff oh biff's the one that's missing right judy nikki and dane that's right ronnie Bobby, I, I, Ricky, and Mike. I rarely pay attention to anything that we say in this podcast, so I'm glad that I caught it. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Um, it's a giant uh, rock-like creature mm -hmm. perched there at the bottom of the ocean, uh, which suddenly now starts to transform. I don't know why he bothered with the transformation bit. I mean, I guess the idea that it is that it was coalescing out of this, out of the gassy cloud, right? I guess. I love this page 10. Why? Love the what do you stunned love looks. About I just it? I love that we got um three panels on the top, all of Dane and uh, Judy and Nikki. Nikki, yeah. And they're all just staring and, and you see the looks in their face and the action is taking place in front of them. In front of them. I love it. Uh Judy looks like a little like Ivanka in her testimony when she had that dead eyed oh, yeah. startled and dead eyed at the same time. <laughs> Um, oh, what was that? Was the chair? That's not me. What? Are you rubbing your foot on the? I'm rubbing leg of the table. something. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, the monster changes into a uh, more recognizably monster shape with horns and giant ears. He looks pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it looks a little like was it Debbie, the little monkey thing on Lost in Space? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of looks like Debbie with no hair. Mm -hmm. Um, the monster starts attacking their little mini craft here. Mm -hmm. Dane orders them to beat it. Beat it! Uh, and the monster is blasting them with some kind of energy. Energy beam. or something, who knows. Mm. So... You don't love these. You don't like this artwork. I think it's fantastic. I. It's okay. And it's you never hear me say this. I know. I know. I love it. I'm I love glad. it. Page eleven. It's awesome that 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 panel of Dane at that at that uh, diagonal upside down. It's and it seems like you're responding to the composition of the pages. Oh, actually, not the content. Which I'll grant you. Yeah, yeah I have some problems with the content. Oh, totally. It's about the composition. It's just okay. Really all nice. Right, all right. All right. Uh, the sea devils surface and contemplate whether or not this giant monster down there has anything to do with the screwy way the oceans have been acting. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I'm it's sure they're not related unrelated. at all. Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. um, either way, we'll have to bring scientists in on this one while we keep looking for Biff. Biff. <laughs> Remember the days when scientists were heroes in the public consciousness? Yes, I do. You know when it changed? The 80s. Yes. With the... V. V. Mm -hmm. Damn scientists. scientists. 
Uh, look what's heading this way. A rain of yeah, fire. A rain of fire. <laughs> Remember the good old days when rivers would catch on fire? Yeah, in West Virginia and all over the, in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those days are coming back I because know. of the Supreme Court. Yeah. Not, but we're not political on this program, Oh, no, not no. at all. I was, as a matter of fact, I was just thinking about um, if we're forecasting into the future, we might see a rain of fire when, if, uh, if, if Trump were to be reelected. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the ocean catches on fire just in time for the sea devils to dive under the surface. So they're getting screwed from the top and screwed from the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dive under and there's that monster again mm-hmm. who has the ability now to create lightning. He has incredible powers. Uh-huh. So fire above, lightning below. Unless we can give this monster some rocket fire. So they shoot their rocket cannons. But no good. Because it seems to protect itself with a... It can generate a force, force field. field and a perfect cube. Maybe he's a mime. <laughs> he's trapped inside a glass cube. Remember the good old days when Shields and Yarnell were on every show and then had their own show themselves? Yes. How in the world did that happen? I Loved just don't... They them. would put any shit on TV. Um, uh, Lorraine Yarnell, sadly, has left the world. Yeah. But Robert Shields is still it. alive, and he's an artist now. Yeah, I love Shields and Yarnell. The robots, the robot mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. and the... Well, that's all I really remember. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if we ever had a show that was the, that went like, how did this ever happen? Mm-hmm. My first thing would be Small Wonder. The television show yeah. Small Wonder. Uh-huh, where yeah. the dad built a sex robot. Robot child, a child sex robot. Yeah, totally crazy, weird inappropriate speaking of crazy and weird suddenly now the sea lights up with uh brilliant rainbow lights this is where i started thinking like he had dropped acid and just like <laughs> was writing his own experience Fair enough <laughs> yes so the colors are blinding uh and they're all getting so sleepy now they're getting sleepy I can't keep my eyes open. Yawn. Yawn. And then uh, the creature says, why can't the sea devils understand that I'm trying to help them? At this point, I'm saying, okay, yeah, this is totally Biff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if only he could get through to them somehow. Let them know that I, the monster, am secretly Biff. Yeah. And I don't know what's happening. But every time he tries to help them, it seems like they, it ends up hurting them. Well, yes, because he's under the control of the Golden Stone. The Golden Stone tells him to do things, and he must obey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, <laughs> I love when he says, obey. But obey what? I can't figure out any of this. I want to help the sea devils, yet I want to obey. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> that sounds like a Monday for me. <laughs> <laughs> 10 o'clock. I was sitting there answering email going, oh, I want to be, I want to be playing and having fun, but I've got to be working and be responsible, and I can't just play my whole life. What's wrong with me? <laughs> well, you know what they say: do what you love, and the money. Well, no, that's not true. That's not because, actually true. Um, yeah. So, because if I could do what I love, I'd just sit in here all day and read and play guitar. Same. Oh. So, uh, meanwhile, the Sea Devils have made it to a marine lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, the professor, uh, from what Dane has told him theorizes that the inexplicable creature in the depths might be a clue to all the oddball events we've witnessed. No, it. I mean, I understand they have to respect the scientific process. Mm-hmm. 
But clearly, these things are all related. Uh, absolutely. Enough yes. with the supposition. <laughs> it all happened in the same area, too, by the way. Right. It wasn't like they went to a different part of the world and right, encountered right, right. the creature. Yeah. Um, flying fish at the airport, whales in the street, fiery rains, lullaby, colors in the sea. What can one think? And now the monster. <laughs> I tell you, Prof, we saw it perform magic. Maybe it's an alien. <laughs> Maybe? Maybe. What do you think? What Maybe it's an alien. Maybe it's an alien. Oh, oh, now, in fairness, the sea devils have encountered a lot of crazy creatures. Remember when there was a giant gorilla under the ocean? <laughs> Last issue? No. Um, <laughs> now, there's a lady scientist here. Oh. She says... You can tell she's smart because she's got dark hair. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, no wedding ring on her finger, of course, Very because smart she's a working well, woman. Well, she's a working woman. Um... She says that you can borrow our heavy water cannon to fight the monster with. Speaking of the monster, poor Biff. He's trapped oh, under the trained. ocean, crying out for his friends. Whatever you are, try to hear me. This is Biff. <laughs> Do you understand? Your teammate, Biff. Before we move on to part three, <laughs> I want to pause at the letter page. Oh, great. Which is called Undersea Breezes because all of these letters are signed by presumably actual people. But these letters are written as if the editor had something that he wanted to explain. And so he asked the question in a letter so that he could explain it. Oh, wait. These like, are not from real readers? I I mean, I don't know. It's just the way it reads. Dear Sea Devils, it's been my observation that skin divers seem more sensitive to cold water than ordinary swimmers. Is my observation correct? <laughs> Dear Sea Devils, I understand that certain specifications have been established for the air in a scuba tank. Can you tell me those specifications? <laughs> Dear Sea Devils, what is the meaning of the term hyperventilation? Dear Sea Devils, is it true that sharks have an acute sense of smell? Dear Sea Devils, does a diet of raw fish really build up the diver's ability to withstand cold water? The, these aren't kids sitting in their bedrooms writing these letters. No. Uh, uh, clearly from the other letters that we've read. Right. Yeah. These. This is either the editor writing the letters and making up names or very devoted scuba enthusiasts <laughs> who also like to read the Sea Devils. Part three, the day the sea went wild. And so the awesome terror below is none other than Biff, the missing sea devil. So oh. what has happened to him? Yeah. From where does the grotesquely transformed human get his inhuman powers? But there's a more shuddering question. Will the others learn the creature's plight before they unwittingly destroy him? Mm -mm -mm. So uh, they just happen to have the very latest technology in monster killing machines. A heavy water cannon, which can disintegrate a 50-foot thick steel plate. I don't think that's actually true. You I mean, don't? they say it, and I know she's a scientist, and yes. I respect her, but a water cannon that can disintegrate, yes, disintegrate, not crack, disintegrate right. uh -huh. a 50-foot thick steel plate. Well, Rob, it was designed for special scientific work beneath the sea, such as drilling through hundreds of feet of stone beneath the ocean's floor, or disintegrating reefs dangerous to shipping. That's a great idea. <laughs> ocean this coral scientist. reef of living creatures 
is in the way of these giant ships. Gone. Gone. There is nothing known to science that can withstand withstand the disintegrating blast of this cannon. So if you seek a monster killer, this is it, giggle. <laughs> I added the giggle in. Um, but how does it work? Nikki asks. Don't tell me you just pulled the trigger. That's exactly what you do, the scientist responds. <laughs> yes. The operation of the cannon is quite simple. Any of you can learn to work it with just a couple of hours practice. A couple of hours? You just said you just literally pulled the trigger. <laughs> well, maybe it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's a trigger-happy sort of thing. Like, if you pull it too much, I, I have no idea. I, I it needs uh, just the right amount, amount of, of pressure. pressure. Exactly. Boy, I had a devil of a time yesterday. What? Well, I was playing Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword on the Switch. Yes. And there's certain maneuver you have to do to point your sword straight up into the sky to get powered. Yeah. Well, I couldn't do it. I was mm. fighting that horrible sea creature. Mm. Someone will know what I'm talking about. Well, and I, I couldn't get my sword straight up in the air. Well, you know how much I love to play pinball. Yes. So I was trying to play pinball yesterday on that, and I was using the Nintendo Switch for the first time, and... There is a very slight delay between the sure. time that you press the paddles and the time that it actually responds on the TV. Mm -hmm. And so it's not really well coordinated to that. Do they sell game controllers that are actually wired so that the response time will be faster? Uh, not. I don't know. I don't mm. think so for the Switch. Okay, okay. But you, I'm sure there's some kind of gaming system that someone will tell us about that can suit your pinball Scratch your pinball itch. Yeah, would love to. Okay, so they said, listen, um, one warning about this water cannon. Don't miss your target. Near misses, uh, don't count with this baby because you'll accidentally destroy something you didn't aim at. <laughs> now let's get pork. So they've created this weapon which can disintegrate anything. Uh-huh. But if you don't have perfect aim, it will disintegrate something else. <laughs> It's pretty powerful. Like a town, are we talking, or a dam, maybe? Uh, well, we know it can destroy coral reefs. So, yes. you know, let's say you're aiming at the monster and you just hit to the left of it. Yep. You might destroy well, Venice, or uh, who knows? Or you, you might, you might, you might create a, a trench, you know, in the ocean floor. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. So the cannon is lowered down. Monster Biff sees it. Uh. He's going to try to get their attention, but just then this golden orb mm -hmm. takes over and forces him to obey. Suddenly, an ear-splitting sound effectively transported through the water. Yes. Um, I love that they say the sound cuts right through us. It's murder! Uh, it's Monster Biff, right? Creating the sound. Maybe he's singing. Maybe he's a really bad singer. <sighs> but, but for him, it would be like... So he is creating the fantastic sounds, which are hitting with hurricane force. Dane and crew are ordered to abandon the project. And Dane says, nothing doing. We've got to kill the monstrosity. We can't leave till we finish the job. Right. Repeat. We must destroy the monster. And of course the monster saying, Dane, Judy, Nikki, trying to kill me. They've got to understand. But how can I get through to them? I know. <laughs> I'll shoot some ink out of 
someplace and darken the <laughs> sea. I'll shoot some ink out of someplace on my body. Um, he, he makes the bottom of the ocean dark. Uh, the sea devils can't see what's happening. Dane's not to be stopped. No, Dane says, uh-uh-uh. Get the magnesium missile flares, Nikki. Sure, that's the answer. Fire one. Fire two. <laughs> Roosh. So these missiles go right toward the monster mm-hmm. who's pleading silently for his life. Because it's... The bottom of the sea is ripped asunder and from the crack... So they did create a trench. Mm -hmm. From the crack that emerges, uh, a great crevice splits its way along the bottom. There is no sign of the monster. And into the crevice plummets this golden orb. Dane maneuvers the mighty heavy water cannon toward the monster who now lays dead on the seafloor. Judy says, we stopped him, Dane. He's dead. Don't be so sure, Judy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing the old possum game. And then the creature is transforming. Yes. What's happening to him? He's transforming back to Dane. Now, why is no, it back the, to Biff. The creature appears to be a naked creature, but then it... But Biff, yeah. But, but when he transforms back to Biff, he's completely clothed in his diving suit and has no breathing apparatus because he didn't when he went in before. But he does now. No, he doesn't. Yes, look at the next page. Oh, no, he just has a mask. He doesn't have a tank. Oh, he has a tank. I see there's a tank. Sure. Sea devil never goes anywhere without a tank. All right, all right. All right, all right. (laughs) So the other sea devils get him inside the ship and do a little mouth-to-mouth or something. Mm -hmm. By some miracle, he's still alive. Let's shoot up to the surface immediately. Nothing uh, wrong with the bends or anything. No, like that. we no don't have to worry about either. that because no. we're sea devils. Mm-hmm. Um, they've radioed ahead so that the scientists will be there with a doctor on board ship to tend to Biff. Mm-hmm. And uh, later, at a shore hospital, he's recovered. Yay! So, listen, you big ox, tell us what happened. <laughs> he literally calls him a big ox, Dane does. All he can remember is that when they were separated, he was drawn down below the ocean where he saw a big golden rock, correctly assumed that that's what was causing all the trouble. Uh, the rock then sent some strange rays toward him, and next thing, Bob's your uncle and I'm a monster. <laughs> And I started causing all these other crazy things to happen. Luckily, the rock is now at the bottom of the ocean. Under a crevice. And it's lost its powers over him. Yep. But what was this mysterious rock, Dane? And where did it come from? I, This ending annoyed me. Why? Because he says, but what was the golden rock, Dane? And where did it come from? You know? And he could have said... You know, we were talking to the scientists about this, and there was a blah, 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 right? Right. Nope. He says, let's say it fell from the skies, perhaps from a different world. Other than knowing it possessed fantastic powers, there's not much we can do about it except guess, is there? Haha, <laughs> the end. <laughs> no, there, uh, there's literally nothing that a team of undersea explorers could do except just guess and not worry about what happened to the rock that's currently at the bottom. Of you the know ocean. what this is missing? Aquaman. One more panel of them all laughing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it looks like Nikki's chucking it up back there. Um, France Heron. Rest in peace. Rest in Rest peace. Rest in peace. He's going to die in a couple of months. Um, he had a long career in comics. He got, wait, wait, wait. He's not dead yet. I'm assuming. No, I, he's remember he's going to die in September of 1966. Oh, I see. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Um, he created the Red Skull, Captain America's villain. Yes, yes. I uh, co-created Captain Marvel Junior. Oh. Uh, co-created Mister Scarlet and Pinky the Whiz Kid. At Whiz Comics. Okay. Uh, Fawcett Comics. I mean, sorry. Um, so yeah, he had a long and storied career. This is not his best work. Well, I, I liked some of it. The story or the art? The art. Oh, this not I'm talking story. about. The I know, I know, okay, I right, know. All right, all right. You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can rate and review us wherever you get your free podcast podcast downloads <laughs> from. I can't talk today. You can. You can find us on magazines and monsters. Available now. And you can find us right back here next week. God willing. And the crick don't rise Mm -hmm. or a giant thing don't fall. I hope we have something exciting to share next week. A neat little story. Oh, well, you know what? We just make our own adventures, don't we? Don't we? And then talk about it. Or talk about other people's adventures that we spy out of our window. That's a lot more fun than the fun we have in our lives, I guess, sometimes. I'll say. (laughs) Sometimes. Well... Anything else? No. It's fun. Oh, and thank you for surprising me with the with the the shave Hawaiian ice. The shave Gee, ice. you're welcome. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I need the sunlight shining, shining down to help me see. I need to feel the warmth you bring. You bring to me and make it shine, make it shine, make it bright again. Make it nice, make it nice, make things right again make it shine make it shine make it